coming to you from sunny Orlando, Florida. Welcome to the Paper Stack Podcast, where we cover current topics in the note industry, give you tactics for your note business, and talk with industry leaders to make you a better note investor. And now, your hosts, Brett Berkey and Ray. All right, welcome back to the Paper Stack Podcast, doing another great series, one of the series today out of my first note purchase, Bob Repass, back here at Note Expo Live, which is really good. We don't do these too often live, so so excited to be here, Bob. Well, we're excited to have you, especially since you missed last year, not to give you a hard time or anything, but Brent, How do you remember that? Hey, you know, there's certain guys I always remember, <laughs> right? And um, we appreciate Paper Stack always being a, a huge sponsor for us and uh, being a friend of yours and Brett's is always great to hang out. Yeah, man. Uh, last year, for the record, I, I had a trip planned and I moved that trip this year to make sure I was here. So okay, I thought you were deer hunting. I was. That was, okay. <laughs> that was a trip. Okay. And so I'm actually, I fly back in on Saturday. I spend Sunday with my kids and my family and then I fly out on Monday to go deer hunting okay. in Ohio. So, um, so we're going to talk today on this episode. Uh, we're talking about Bob's first note purchase. Do you remember it? Can you tell us what can you tell us about your first note purchase? Because you've been in the I mean, you've been a veteran in the industry. You've taught me a lot when I went through note school and I've learned a lot from you. And I know you've just I mean you've your your history and, and time in the industry, it's long and vast. What can you tell me about it? Tell us a little bit about where you came from, what you're sure. doing. Well, I started in the business in 1990. Okay. And for those of you that have either been around or like to read history books, uh, the big buyer at that time was Metropolitan Mortgage okay. out of Spokane, Washington. Yes. And I went to work for them. I left a job at a bank. I went to work for them. Did you Did you move to Washington? No, they wanted to open up an office on the East Coast. At the time, I was living in Raleigh, North Carolina. Oh, so I went to I went to work for them. Um, so I bought literally tens of thousands of notes over the last 30 plus years. When I worked at Metropolitan back in the early 90s, the company policy was if you work for them, you couldn't buy notes for yourself. Okay. Wow. So I didn't personally buy any any notes for myself. Just because they didn't want you competing or... Right. Conflict. You pick, take the good one, sell the other one to the company. You know, things like gotcha. that. Gotcha. What I would like to tell you about is the first note I bought in uh, my self-directed IRA. Okay. I'd right? love to hear this because we actually have a lot of the investors on Paperstack and a lot of our listeners are self-directed retirement investors. They're taking their retirement accounts, buying notes they, they bought in. And so this is going to be good for those who are doing it and also for those who have never done it or interested about it. So what, right. tell me about it. Well, that's a little bit of background. Working for various institutional investors like Metropolitan, then I worked for the Associates, then I worked for Bayview Financial, and now I'm at Colonial Funding. Mm-hmm. We really would buy loans anywhere. Okay. As long as the numbers made sense, whether they're performing, re-performing, non-performing, we were not geographic-specific. Okay. Okay. Um, personally, I like to buy notes in areas that either I've been to, I know people that live there, I've lived there. Okay. It's maybe one of those destination spots, like who wouldn't like to own a note in Myrtle Beach or you know, okay, someplace yeah. like that. So I use that filter. Okay. So we had a loan come across our trade desk and it was a small loan, I think $80,000. Mm-hmm. And um, it was located in Kingsport, Tennessee. 
Okay, so if you look at Kingsport, Tennessee, it's up in the, I guess that would be the northeast corner, right by Bristol and all that, okay? And looking at the picture, it's just a little White House, rural area, and you would say out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. okay. So if you had the eyeball test, a lot of people say, well, it's too rural, too remote, I don't want to do it. Well, it just so happened that my dad grew up about 10 miles from there. Okay. And one of his sisters still lives in Kingsport like oh, right wow. down the road from this house so you know I had that emotional attachment okay. anyway. it's like what can go wrong I can rent it to my cousin or something right if, if I ever got the note back well it was a short term note uh, payments like $880 borrower always pays a thousand bucks a month yes right so he's paying it down more perfect loan to go in your IRA yeah um, for years at Colonial we had a company 401k Okay. So we would buy loans for a 401k. Well, we liquidated that and each set up our own self-directed IRAs. So okay. we do our own. So this was the first note I put in that self-directed IRA. And it's been spinning off a thousand bucks a month. Um, it's just, just a little rural so, country house. If you saw one of those, you know, Chip and Joanna houses, this is this is it. Listen, I know I know so much about what you're talking about because I purchased a note in Kingsport, Tennessee. It was from, it was the, oh, was it the TM Property Solutions Trade? Okay. That big one, yeah. that, you know the big one. And that was, that was a while ago. That was 2013, yeah. 2014. Ended up having to, it was a non-performer, foreclosed on it, fixed it up, put a renter in there, and or put a uh, owner finance to somebody. Okay. And, and just got a performing note out of it? Performing note out of it and kept yep. it for so long. And we actually ended up selling it a couple years ago. Um, just getting, her, getting awesome. out of it. Yeah. But I think, you know, if you can find a lot of people. What they, about what about that note? Like, so it came across your desk. What You look at it. What about it was like, okay, I'm interested. Other than the Kingsport, Tennessee. What was like, step one is obviously, yeah. hey, I know the area. You know the area and you're comfortable with it, right? And then number one to me is probably just the propensity to pay mm-hmm. the borrower, right? We call it seasoning a lot of times. Yep. Where, how long has a person been in there? And it, that can be offset if they put a huge down payment and have only made six payments. But this guy's been paying for like four or five years. Perfect. Right? So he's it's paying a thousand bucks instead of 800. Exactly. A 15 year note, and there's like 11 years left on it. Okay. You know, yeah. probably less because he's been paying 120 bucks more, you know, so the amp schedule was coming. So the money's not going to be out there forever. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, technically, I could already do a withdrawal from my IRA. I think I'm past the age. So, you know, I could take a distribution. Uh, but now I still want to add some money to it. Yeah. Um, and the other exciting part was you know, my wife, Angie, we've been married 41 years. And uh-huh. she works with us at Colonial, you know, as needed basis. But she was, she handles a lot of the post-closing okay. aspects. And she works directly with IRA custodians. Well, now she had to work with our IRA, even though it's my IRA. Mm-hmm. To her, it's our IRA. Right. Okay. Yeah. So <laughs> she knew all the details about what well, we got to get this form filled out. We got to do the direction of investment. We, you know, mm-hmm. so she was like, I didn't have to worry about it. That's but great. she was more like interested 
us. And she's usually the back end, like oh, he buttoned it up. Yeah. But now she was like, uh, tell me about the numbers. How does that work? So he's going to give us a thousand dollars a month, and we're going to buy that discount. And you know, she knew all this over the years, but now all of a sudden you she's actually seeing it exactly. So that was an exciting part because I could see her getting like, well, she was counting numbers in her head. You know how much money we were going to make and everything. Oh, yeah, it's so cool though to see. Yeah. Um, sometimes when you know, like with Brett, Brett works with me, and you know, he? he he's works? been he's been he's been around he's been around the note space for but his his marketing is or his background is marketing. He's been just he lives, breathes it, does it business development. So he just bought his first note. We actually he he was the last person we did this with was just last week. Brett um, did my first note purchase, but it's really cool to see somebody who's been around it for so long. Then to like, okay, I'm buying one i'm applying it i'm looking i'm seeing i'm getting it yeah so it's it's good so okay so this one was pretty easy it was pretty like hey this is a cut and dry did you do bpo title all that stuff yeah i mean we did obviously we did bpo and again years and years of experience in my opinion and this is just my opinion i look at a bpo as a property inspection yes right Pride of ownership, good condition. Yeah, you know, you can learn more than just the flower. You learn more than just the numbers, right? You know, so we call it the eyeball test. You know, are they taking care of the property? You know, is there any indication that either the house is in disrepair or they don't really care? Mm -hmm. So we do that, and then obviously title. You want to be in first position. You know, we want to make sure that there's no other liens, taxes, all that current, yeah, that kind okay. of stuff. So we do that, and then we have pay history. Um, and, you know, it's a little different because throughout my career, I've bought a lot of mom and pop seller finance, which this was. Okay. But I've also bought a lot of institutional paper. Okay. Right? So when you buy institutional paper, as you know, you've got third-party loan servicing records, right. collection comments, all that. When you buy a mom and pop seller finance, you may have a receipt. You may have a checked off AM schedule. Yes. You know, you, you may, you know, so you got to kind of, we do a borrower interview like that. So before we bought it, I actually had Angie call the borrower. Okay. They say, you know, we're going to buy your notes or anything wrong with the house. You're making your payments on time, you know, and, and that kind of thing. So um, that was good. But we got comfortable with the pay history. So the ability to, to repay yeah. and the property's in good condition and clear title. Did you onboard it with professional third-party servicer? We did. Yeah. We did. Thing. I always tell people I recommend it to everybody. I would. Oh yeah, and again, going all the way back to my days at Metropolitan, I worked with Sheila and Melissa, who now own Allied. Mm-hmm. So I've known them for thirty plus years. So guess who I boarded the loan with? Of course, perfect. Right. So they made it easy on us. They know us, and you know, we just put it over there. And one thing I like about that, if we ever did want to sell a partial, Allied can service the partial as oh, well. So I could just leave it there, and the transition period from the borrower paying the former note holder and now sending payments to Allied have been smooth. That's perfect. Yep. Oh, it sounds like it was a home run deal then. It's just... Don't easy, jinx me. Easy, I won't. Um, but speaking what, of home runs, you know, I, I do have to rep the uh, Texas Ranger shirt here as we won the World Series. There last. it is. Well, congrats. I was, I was telling Bob earlier, I was really hoping for you guys to lose yesterday so we could come and see, um, as we're here in Dallas, we go right over to Arlington and see game six, uh, potentially tomorrow. But nevertheless, you guys were a force to be reckoned with. Well, the disappointing part on top of that, if there could be one winning the World Series, 
They picked tomorrow, a Friday afternoon at 12.15 for the victory parade. What? Yes. I was like, didn't you know no expo was going on tomorrow? I thought I was hoping for Sunday. The Cowboys are out of town. I thought, let's do it on Sunday. So we'll miss the parade. Oh, man, that's a bummer. So, okay, we always close this out with a piece of advice. You've been in it for a while. What would be a piece of advice right now that you'd give to somebody who's in the space or somebody who's really getting into the note space? Well, they should be at Node Expo. And if they're not at Node Expo 2023, which starts tomorrow, mm -hmm. they should go ahead and register now for Node Expo 2024 because you are going to have the ability to hear great content speakers, yep. meet 30 plus vendors and exhibitors in our trade hall, and uh, connect with 400 plus real estate and node investors and just grow your business. And It's, um, it's like jump starting. It's just a, it's an environment that's conducive to growth. And so I always tell people, ed educate yourself is the first thing. Yep. But you can, you can educate yourself here. You can learn. You can start bringing in, um, like you said, connect with vendors. Everything you need is right here. Yeah. Like you can run your about, business yeah, just with right that note, here. Uh, the history of that note, we're going to have loan services here, IRA companies here, BPO vendors here, first place insurance, title, title companies. So everything Marketplaces. Exactly. Start to finish. Yeah. Right. And um, all in one spot. And, you know, especially since the pandemic, but even before it was, you know, no business from anywhere. A lot of virtual stuff, right? And now anybody who can work from home works from home. But every once in a while, once, twice a year, you need to get out and meet those people face to face. Absolutely. And, you know, connect or reconnect. Like I could see you once or twice a year and just at trade shows. Yeah, it's perfect though. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because any more than that, I don't know if I can handle it. <laughs> Well, on that note, Bob, I appreciate it. Um, this has been another episode of the Paper Stack Podcast, my first note series. He said it really, you need to be at, at Note Expo. If you're not, um, check us out. We will have a discount codes at some point next year to get you guys in or get you guys registered. This is Rick Allen, Bob Repass, coming to you live. We appreciate it. We'll catch you on the next episode. See ya. Are you new to the mortgage note industry? Have you been wanting to learn the step-by-step -step process to purchase your first mortgage note? Well, you're in luck. We've convinced our CEO, Rick Allen, to break down everything he knows about mortgage note investing. Through a series of 50 videos, you'll get everything from start to finish of where to purchase notes, how to purchase notes, and all of Rick's investing techniques he has developed over the many years. From performing note tactics to non-performing notes, Rick gives you everything he knows about investing. Bonuses include our glossary of industry terms, Rick's own proprietary calculators he created to evaluate notes, discounts from our partners, our Rolodex of vendors, a private Facebook group, along with a lot more. We've packed so much content into the Academy to take you from beginner to expert in no time. To learn more about the Academy, go to academy.paperstack.com welcome. Again, that is academy.paperstack.com slash welcome.